Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. I'm Timothy Lin, and this is Egoless Leadership Training. I focus on helping frontline and middle managers build better relationships with their team members and hope to bring more meaning and authenticity into the workplace. everyone. I'm going to be talking about conflict today and how in the workplace you're likely going to find personalities that seem to go out of their way to engage in conflict and uh, those that will try to avoid it at all costs. And if you're the type that tries to avoid conflict and you're a manager or a team lead, then you're at some point going to need to face this fear. Uh, some people are able to navigate this better than others, but generally those that struggle with this tendency to avoid conflict have to effort through it in some way, and it's certainly not a comfortable experience. So the ego dynamic that we're going to be talking about today uh, can be called avoiding conflict at all costs or comfort at all costs. And for those of you who don't have this ego dynamic at the forefront of your inner experience, you may not know the kind of terror that this ego dynamic inflicts on those who are caught in it. Uh, so this dynamic in particular is near and dear to my heart because uh, it's a core issue that I've had to deal with uh, time and time again in my life and especially in my work life. So the difficulty that arises here is that in your ego structure or your ego template, it's developed in a way where conflict is unsafe. And this belief is formed from the repeated imprinting of our early environment. So family, culture, friends, um, what society taught us uh, in the early stages of our life, especially if that environment was experienced as aggressive, filled with anger, it was very loud, or having some abuse of power that, and this is the important part, that you experienced as dangerous or unsafe. So most of us as children are incredibly sensitive and we're heavily imprinted by experiences that create some kind of fear response in us. So we remember it, we constrict, and that patterning is like a groove that gets set in our system. So you can see how this leads to a patterning of trying to, in some ways, be invisible or not seen in order to remain safe. So we learn early on to be nice, don't rock the boat, keep your head down, don't create any conflict, don't, certainly don't challenge authority, especially if your parent, like one of your parents would get super mad or they were unpredictable in their emotions, you can set them off at any point. Your sense of self in this ego template is going to want you to um, be small and not to be seen. So you can typically see this kind of patterning in the workplace uh, and in teams as the individuals who prefer to kind of sit on the edges of a meeting. Um, they may have difficulty engaging, um, partly because they don't want their opinions to be challenged, which of course may lead to conflict, or 
they actually don't want their opinions to seem like they're challenging others, which may also lead to conflict or perceived conflict. And that's kind of a dangerous territory for someone who's caught in this ego dynamic. So a subtle wrinkle to this is that besides avoiding conflict, the ego will start to believe that it actually does not matter. So your contribution doesn't matter, your opinion doesn't matter, your presence itself doesn't matter is another angle that this ego dynamic can take. And this can, again, come from the repeated imprinting of our early environment. So repeatedly being dismissed by family or friends or teachers or um, ministers, if you grew up in like a Catholic school, you know, repeatedly having your experience not be validated, repeatedly experience, experiencing others brushing aside your feelings about things, being put down if you spoke up or just challenged something or even asked a question. Um, so this forms a kind of core belief that we end up just going along with stuff that we don't want to go along with if, if we were actually acknowledging that what we want is important. And so this ego dynamic creates this tendency of actually not allowing ourselves or not even thinking of ourselves as important. Um, and so we go into a kind of comfort zone in the invisibleness or the not mattering uh, or the unimportance. And so that can feel a little numb or a little disengaged and somewhat deflated. This is kind of a withdrawn type of ego dynamic. So obviously the upside to this ego dynamic and what has served us well with this dynamic is that those who are constricted by it are often well liked because they're easy to get along with. They generally go with the flow and are viewed as team players. And our conventional view in the work culture generally looks at people like this as nice. It's a good trait. They're easy to get along with. But the ego pattern of disappearing and withdrawing is actually pretty subversive and ultimately keeps us from being fully engaged with work and at work. And so the cost of this kind of comfort or non-conflict can be high, both for a manager, um, an individual, uh, and the team that they're on. So as a manager who is caught in this dynamic, you may not address issues directly or at all. You may not feel like you have the right to lead and therefore end up being nice to everyone, but not necessarily moving the team forward or um, building the team up or addressing problems uh, as they come up. Uh, and certainly not being able to manage up and influencing more senior leaders because in this template, you can't challenge. You're not able to actually voice your opinion in a strong way because the ego thinks that that's dangerous somehow. And so as an individual caught up in this dynamic, you may you know, feel like advancement is problematic, especially at the more senior levels when your perspective and opinion is actually required and asked for specifically um, and it's expected. Uh, you may not be effective at advocating for yourself or others on your team. You may not feel comfortable managing client engagements and 
inevitable conflicts that arise. Um, you may get caught up in busy work, but uh, avoid real significant initiatives because they take a lot of engagement. They take a lot of uh, personal challenge to be able to work through issues that arise. So busy work kind of feels a little safe, right? Doing things that keep you busy, but not necessarily will move the needle. Um, and, and you may not be able to effectively voice your thoughts and opinions in meetings. It's a very common issue with this ego dynamic. So I wanna make clear that the ego is not bad. So when I talk about the ego, I'm not uh, saying that it's something that we need to get rid of uh, or it's a bad thing. So it's easy to think of that as something that we need to free ourselves from. But the view that I'm presenting here isn't that it's bad, it's just that it limits us from our full capacity uh, of experience and also our full capacity and our full, uh, I'll say, skill set at work. And because often we are so identified with any particular ego dynamic that we've forgotten what it's like to function and be in contact with our full capacity. Uh, so in this case, someone who feels like they have to avoid conflict at all costs may very well think of themselves as unable to be a leader, uh, unable to really step up in that kind of position. So what are the keys to unlocking this ego dynamic? And people try all sorts of strategies to get back this sense of confidence. Um, in other words, the ability to speak up, the ability to feel like their opinion matters, to be unapologetic about their presence, to be confident about being in a room and feeling like you have the right to be there. So, you know, things like Toastmasters, assertiveness workbooks, mantras, hypnosis, you know, all these things are ways that we try to get back to the sense of feeling like we have what we need. We have the sense of I'm important, I matter, that my just being here is enough. Um, and, you know, all those help to a certain degree, but the problem is that they don't necessarily get to the root of the issue, which is our ego template. And without fully understanding our ego template or ego structure, and what I mean by this is our, um, the way that our ego has developed, its structuring, its makeup is very automatic. So anytime that we get into a situation, our ego template fires. So it's a little bit like um, our inherent programming that we just kind of grew up, uh, grew up with. Um, so without fully understanding this ego template and how it impacts us in our everyday life, um, you'll never really feel in contact with your own real sense of mattering. So mattering on the deepest and most essential level. And the structure of the ego template that I'm talking about in this specific case is one, the inner critic layer. So this keeps you in check. In this case, it's saying, be nice, don't challenge, don't rock the boat. You're gonna get slammed if you speak up, it's not safe. So these are all internalized messages that we learned from our history that kind of keep us in this box of not speaking up of 
you know, not voicing our opinions or stepping out. Um, the next layer is the self-image layer. So this is essentially within your ego template, how you view yourself in relationship to others. So like I said, it's automatic until you start becoming conscious of it. So in this case, you might say something along the lines, and I can certainly identify with this. Oh, I'm a nice person. I'm peaceful. I'm calm. I'm even keeled. I never rock the boat. So I get along with everyone. And underneath that, self-image is this sense of if I deviate from this self-image, it's going to be unsafe somehow, or people are going to think that I'm an asshole, or um, it's just not okay to not be peaceful somehow. I have to be even keeled. I have to be um, almost like in a meditative state all the time, unemotional, you know, not even rocking our own boat. So the next layer to that is what I call a separation layer. And this is the way that you leave yourself. So in this case, this ego dynamic tends to dismiss our feelings, our needs, our wants, and prioritizes others. So in the workplace, it's a tendency to not fight or engage for what you think is right. So just going along with the plan, going along with what everybody else thinks, instead of stating your opinion, inserting yourself and feeling like that is actually a real contribution and that actually matters. So the cost of the separation we've kind of already went through, it's self-explanatory, but on a deeper level, it's important to see the cost of leaving your authentic self. So you start putting others' agendas above your own. Um, certainly as a manager, you're gonna, you're gonna feel um, not capable or comfortable with the fact that you need to address interpersonal and client conflicts. So those are major things that um, certainly middle managers need to deal with. The next layer, which is probably more to the core of this ego structure, is the emotional pain or the essential wounding. Um, nobody likes to talk about this, um, but this is actually the way through to feeling a real direct sense of our own mattering and our own presence. So this layer is about the actual experience of pain or wounding that caused you to leave your natural, inherent, inborn sense of mattering and importance. So this may have been the repeated painful experience of being put down, criticized, neglected, overridden, etc. Um, and unfortunately, and like I said, it is not a fun experience to go through, but if we are able to do this, we can come through this layer of pain and actually reconnect with the direct knowing of our own value and our own importance. And not in an inflated way, but in a real and truthful way. Um, and finally, when we get to this layer, you'll, you'll see the core belief that we've kind of bought into. This is what the ego believes. It's based on the wounding it experienced. Um, in other words, uh, it believes that I don't matter in this case. I'm not important. It's not safe for me to be here. So when we're able to come into contact with this and see the falseness of it, then we become free to know the fundamental truth that actually each of us matters.
And we all matter individually at an essential level that's independent of what anybody else says. So I want to end this by addressing or giving some suggestions on how to address this ego dynamic as a manager if you work with somebody who is caught in this dynamic, who doesn't speak up, who is a little bit more on the shire side, sits on the edges uh, or the periphery of the team in meetings, etc. even though they might be very, very talented. And so as a manager of someone who might be caught in this avoid conflict at all cost dynamics, you're going to see the same characteristics in them um, if you're able to spot them in yourself. But you're not going to be working through you know, these deeper layers of this dynamic with them. But you can help them by starting to engage in at least this first layer of inner critic and starting to help them disengage from that and support them in speaking up. So you can encourage their voice to be heard. You'll have to, but you'll have to proactively create this kind of psychological safety for someone who has this primary ego dynamic. Because remember, they initially will need permission by the authority figure, which is you, uh, in their ego template. They, they are set in that ego template that they have no right to be challenging, no right to be speaking up. And this is something that all managers and leaders really need to, I think, be aware of because it will always happen. Uh, and it, it's that your direct reports will inevitably project their ego template onto you. And what I mean by this is that in their ego template, in this case, they believe that they cannot speak up or voice their opinions or challenge you because they, by default, think that you will not value their opinion or you will put it down somehow, or that it's not okay to challenge anything that you say. And this may not be true at all, but that's how the ego template works. And if you assume that they do feel safe because you are actually, in fact, okay with any kind of conflict, challenge, dialogue, doesn't, doesn't bother you at all, if you assume that they, they feel the same way, you'll miss out on their full engagement and their full participation. And the fact is that we are generally all walking around with this kind of ego template that has a very specific parameter of what's okay and what's not okay. And if we want to be effective leaders, we need to unlock everyone's full potential and loosen the grip that these ego dynamics have on us and on our teams. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information on Egoless Leadership Training, please visit my website at www.egolessleaders.com. You'll find a host of offerings for both individuals as well as team and corporate trainings. If you have a question, please feel free to drop me a note at timothy at egolessleaders.com or leave a comment. Thank you and have an awesome day.